You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast, and today is Sunday, June 22nd, 2014, 24th day in the month of Sivan, 5774. If you're following Daf Yomi, it's uh, Tanis Daf 11. It is, uh, it is another Sunday that uh, we are praying for and awaiting for the safe return of uh, Yal Yifrach, Gilad Shar, and Naftali Frankel, who were kidnapped uh, nine days ago, going to the tenth day already, uh, from in Israel, on their way home on a Thursday night. And uh, lots, of, uh, lots of things going on in Israel in terms of the search. We're going to get an update today from two sources. Uh, and let me give you a quick rundown of the show this morning. Coming up at 7.30, Rabbi Goldwasser with a special morning chizuk appropriate for these days. 8 o'clock, our news in English live from Israel, Hanan Levi Julian. She'll give us a wrap-up of what's going on in Israel. And at 8.15, schedule permitting on his end, I'll be joined by Knesset member Rabbi Dov Lipman, who will join us to update us on the search for the missing teens. Following that at 8.30, Rabbi Yehoshua Cole, who's regional director of New York NCSY, will be on the air with me. And uh, there is a big rally at the Israeli consulate today in support of the three teens and in support of teens and empowering teens that was put together. He'll talk to us about that. That's happening today at, uh, I believe it's at 11 o'clock at the Israeli uh, consulate. Let me just double check that. Pretty sure it's 11 o'clock. Yes, it is 11 o'clock at the Israeli Consulate, 800 Second Avenue. So we have a show filled with uh, filled with information. I hope, although nothing has really changed in terms of the uh, in terms of finding the boys, but certainly the search continues, and a lot's been happening on the ground uh, to that effect. And uh, we'll let you know what we can. Our theme today is Achenu. And you'll uh, you'll hear that uh, our songs are all called Achenu this morning. That's what we're planning on. Uh, it is uh, it is seven oh eight in the morning. We're going to go to music right now, and then we'll be back with more. Thanks for listening, everybody, right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
23 in the morning here on JM Sunday. That was Achenu by 6.13. Before that, we heard a couple of other versions of Achenu. And uh, they included uh, versions by Baruch Levine and Menachem Philip here on a uh, JM Sunday exclusively 
on the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsegel.com. Coming up at 7.30, Rabbi Goldwasser with a special morning chizuk. 8 o'clock news from Israel in English. 8.15, Knesset member Rabbi Dove Lipman. And 8.30, Rabbi Yehoshua Kol, Regional Director of NCSY of New York. He'll discuss today's rally at the Israeli Consulate in support of the three teens that are still missing. In uh, in other news, it is uh, going to be a, a great week here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Tomorrow morning, Monday, June 23rd, Nachum will officially launch NSN's App Week, the Nachum Siegel Network's App Week. It's a week-long on-air celebration to promote the brand-new Nachum Siegel app. You know, if you haven't yet downloaded the app or got the updated version, uh you need to do so because there are a lot of great features on the app. A lot has gone into it, and uh, it's amazing. It's a great way to listen to this show. It's a great way to listen to any of the shows on the Nachum Siegel Network. You can comment. There are a lot of other features. So every day during App Week, hosts on the network will highlight one of the app's uh, innovative features, and there will be some valuable prizes based on those themes They'll be awarded to winners of the daily social media contest. So, be sure to brand, be sure to download the brand new NSN app. It's now available for all Apple devices in the iTunes Store and all Android devices in the Google Play Store. And follow the App Week excitement on our Facebook page and Twitter feed. So, if you have any questions, uh, you can always put in comments and ask. And uh, you can go to NachumSiegel.com, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com, and get information on how to download. So that is the um, that is the celebration, if you will, this week. I know it's a difficult week. It was postponed from last week, uh, but the, we are getting the app out there. There are so many people that use the app, and we want so many more to continue to download the new version. If they haven't already or download that app, it is absolutely great. I also want to remind everybody that the uh, the Weiselberg Hockey Tournament takes place today. We had uh, Elliot Weiselberg last week on our show, and uh, he uh, he spoke to us about the program that's taking place today. So uh, that is something that also you can look forward to uh, if you want to help out there. If anybody's going, that's that's great. Uh, but you can help out uh, just by going to um, just by going to the uh, the website, and uh, I'll give that to you a little bit later on. Uh, there are ways of uh, supporting. You can support. You can also watch it. Apparently, on a, it's a uStream uh, a link today for that. So that's taking place today. It's the Martin Weiselberg Memorial Hockey Tournament and uh, features a collection of junior high school teams from around the New York and New Jersey area. We're going to go back to the music. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up in a few minutes with Morning Chizuk and uh, we'll continue with our theme of, uh, of Achenu right here on JM Sunday. I'm 
Achenu by Mike Boxer from the Erev Chaim album here on JM Sunday. A classic Achenu coming up right after morning chizuk. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'zecha Nishmas Rav Zev, Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. During World War II, the great Rav Rabbi Yecheskel Abramsky was the head of the London-based inn. One day, during the Battle of Britain, a bomb actually landed on the building, and the building was totally destroyed, bricks falling everywhere, people injured. Rav Abramsky was not injured in the least bit. When asked why he was not hurt, he answered, Believe me, I recited far more Kapitlach of Tilim than the amount of bricks in this building. What is the power of Tehillim, the Psalms of David? There are in all 150 chapters of Tehillim. In Maseches Seifrim, it says that there are only 147. The Kisei Rachmim says that this particular number represents the number of years of the life of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu was the one who said Tehillim all through the night while watching the flocks of Lavan. To be sure, nighttime is the time of exile, Golos. Yaakov Avinu is the one who begged Hashem to reveal the end of days. Yaakov is the one who supplicated Hashem for peace and tranquility. In our times, we are living through dramatic events. In the words of our Gedolim, the remnant of the Jewish people in the entire civilized world is challenged. Certainly, the events of the past few days have stirred us all to deeper thinking. The kidnapping of three precious young men, Bachure Chemed, has stirred the entire Jewish nation to Tehillim, to reciting the Psalms, to Tshuva, to repentance, and to acts of kindness. We realize full well that it is dependent upon all of us to do tshuva, to reach out to Hashem, and to pound at the doors of the Sharei Tvila for their safe return. Masa Avo Simulabonim, the deeds of our forefathers are a sign for the children. Just as Yaakov Avinu recited Tilim throughout the night, so too it is our holy responsibility at this time to stand with the tilim in our hands and continue to pray and supplicate to storm the doors of Shemayim and ask for the safe return of Achenu B'nai Yisrael, our precious brothers. In Russia, it was decreed that the Jewish children were to be taken away from their parents at a very young age and put into schools to be raised as soldiers. One time, a large group of particularly young children were taken from one town. The children realized that they were going to be forcefully converted. Thinking about the pain that their parents were experiencing, they instinctively huddled together to come up with a plan. They reminisced that back at home, when something bad would happen, the town would gather to say to Hillam, and everything would be okay. What should we do? We have no Tilim, and we certainly don't know the words by heart. But they said, we do know the niggin, the melody, the tune in which to say Tilim. They all started singing until their song pierced the heavens. 
they were all freed. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Let us hear Besurus Tovus Bekarov. Let us celebrate together with the Sudas Hodah.
that was Lev Tahar with Achenu. Before that, Lev Nefesh with its version of Achenu. Going back a number of years, classic selections here on JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you. It is uh, 7.47 a.m. Eastern Time. And you are listening to JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are uh, starting App Week this week. And... Uh, Please make sure that you listen to JM and the AM all week long and to the hosts all week long because uh, this is the official launch of uh, the NSN App Week and uh, it is very, very uh, exciting. Uh, I know that the time is difficult. This was postponed from last week due to the kidnapping, uh, but it is uh, continuing this week and uh, every day during App Week, hosts across the network will highlight one of the app's many innovative features. There will be valuable prizes on those themes, and uh, you have to listen and be part of the social media contest. So be sure to download the brand-new NSN app. It's available for all Apple devices in the iTunes Store and all Android devices in the Google Play Store. Follow the App Week excitement on the uh, Facebook page and Twitter feed. It is uh, It is very exciting. A lot of work went into creating the app, the new app, and uh, launching it. So please, if you have not yet downloaded the new version, do so. Encourage others to download the app. It is a great way to listen. You can also catch uh, encore presentations uh, from the archives of all the great shows in the network going back quite a bit. And... Uh, there are different features on it, and they'll be announced during the week, and they'll be uh, mentioned during the week. So make sure to stay tuned. And Nachum will be on tomorrow morning, JM and the AM, between 6 and 9, both on the radio and uh, on the uh, on the web, of course. You can go to NachumSiegel.com if you have any uh, questions on how to listen. There are different ways of listening or ways to download the app and other things. So you can do that. Coming up at uh, 8 o'clock will be... Uh, Hannah Levy-Julian with our News in English live from Israel at 8.15. We are scheduled to be joined by member of Knesset, Rabbi Dov Lipman, and at 8.30, Rabbi Yoshua Cole, who's New York NCSY Regional Director, talking about a rally in support of the teens happening today at the Israeli consulate at 11 a.m. I want to thank Rabbi Goldwasser for a special morning physic appropriate for, uh, for this time. Uh, very much appreciate that. And uh, right now it is 65 degrees outside here in the north New Jersey area, heading up to a high of 80 and then going down to 63. Partly cloudy during the day, but uh, low humidity. In Yushalayim right now it's 79 degrees and sunny, going down to a low of 58 degrees and clear. We're going to go back to some more music. We'll get our news from Israel at 8 o'clock. Don't forget, when you get a chance, go to our Facebook page, JM Sunday, and like the page. You get all the news that uh, that that we put out there. It was early this morning that we found out that Dove Lipman is going to uh, try and join us this morning. We posted that in the wee hours of the morning to uh, JM Sunday page uh, subscribers, if you will. So make sure you're there. And don't forget, I always mention this... Uh, on Monday mornings following JM and the AM, Mayor Weingarten presents the Israel Show. That's on exclusively on the uh, network, NachumSiegel.com. That airs at 9 a.m. 
and uh, you can listen to his, you can like his Facebook page also, please, uh, The Israel Show. So that's, uh, that's a great way to keep in touch there also. Next up, Sally Stern with uh, another version of Achenu following our theme for this morning. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Kalish with Achenu uh, from uh, Leil Shishi. That's the name of the album. It is uh, 8.01 in the morning here on JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you. It is the 22nd day in the month of June, 24th day in the month of Sivan, 5774. We'll be going to our news from Israel in just a few seconds. A lot happening, of course, this past week and today. At 8.15, we'll be joined by Rabbi Dov Lipman, member of Knesset in Israel, to give us an update on uh, the search, and uh, we'll talk about a number of things. If you want to uh, ask a question, you want to post a question, you can do it at the uh, on the app, the NSN app. You can uh, put in the comments section a uh, a question, and we will uh, try to we will try to get that on. And uh, right now, I'm just uh, connecting with Hannah um, Levy Julian. And it is uh, that time where we go to the news from Israel. Kana Levi-Julian is a senior Israeli correspondent and Middle Eastern news analyst. She's a former editor and contributing radio news broadcaster to Ucheva. She joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Kana Levi-Julian. Do we have Kana Levi-Julian? We were having a little bit of trouble before, so... What we're going to do is we're just going to throw in some music here for a second, and uh, and then we're going to go to our news from Israel. So here is uh, part of another selection uh, entitled Achenu on JM Sunday. Achenu, 
8.03 in the morning, and I believe we are now connected with Chana Levi-Julian, our news correspondent from Israel. Good morning, Chana Levi-Julian. Good morning, Matis. It's been a busy day for the Israeli army so far. The IDF spokesman's uh, office has confirmed that a teenage boy, his name has just been released, Mohammed Karaka, has died, and at least two others, possibly three, one of them, his own father, were wounded this morning in an attack from Syria. The casualties were all civilians who were working for the defense ministry on the security fence along the border in the Golan Heights. A ministry official told several news agencies that the uh, son was uh, a boy who was the son of a contractor. Um, he was uh, at least the, uh, the contractor was one of two, and one was critically injured. It's not clear whether or not that was the father. He was airlifted by helicopter to Rambam Hospital in Haifa. The other wounded went to Ziv Hospital in Sfat. IDF Foreign Media Spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner said the attack was deliberate and that it was not errant fire. The target was, in fact, a vehicle that was delivering water. Lerner said the Army is not yet certain whether the explosion was caused by a rocket or a mortar. He said there was a hole in the fence near the site of the attack. IDF tanks returned fire after the attack, aiming at the Syrian town of Kunetra, which is under the control of President Bashar al-Assad. It's day 10 of Operation Brothers Keeper here in Israel, and the IDF is searching the Hebron region quite literally inch by inch. 1,400 different sites have been searched so far, trying to find the three teenage boys who were kidnapped by terrorists while hitchhiking home to their families from Gush Etzion 10 days ago. Israeli security forces have arrested more than 350 Palestinian Arabs in Judea, Samaria, and the Jordan Valley as part of that operation. Most of them have been members of Hamas, although some have been members of the Islamic Jihad terrorist organization. Two Palestinian Arabs were killed over the weekend during IDF operations. One was apparently accidental. A man who was mentally ill as he approached the forces during arrest operations. Um, actually, both may have been accidental, but I have to tell you, the soldiers uh, fired into a crowd that was attacking them on the second one. The second casualty was a teen who was part of a rioting mob hurling rocks and firebombs at the soldiers during operations. Troops fired back at the crowd, and the youth was hit. In the first case, the man was mentally ill when he approached the forces. A total of nine suspects were rounded up last night. Although the IDF is continuing to operate on the assumption that the boys are still alive, they've also announced that special rescue and recovery units are searching wells and caves in the Hebron Hills. Elite naval units are also searching underground and underwater for bodies. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu told UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon on Saturday, there's no question whatsoever that Hamas is responsible for the abduction of the teens. A statement from the Prime Minister's office confirmed that Netanyahu told Ban that Israel intends to continue to put pressure on Hamas through the ground operations in Judea, Samaria, and the Jordan Valley. Everywhere, in fact, that Hamas is operating, Netanyahu told Ben that Israel opposes any transfer of money from Qatar to Hamas. He said the Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas needs to end the unity government agreement with that terrorist organization. He told Ben that he blames that deal 
for Hamas being able to operate freely in Judea, Samaria, and to kidnap the teens. His conversation with the United Nations Secretary General followed a statement on Friday by the UN Middle East envoy Robert Seri. Seri condemned Operation Brothers Keeper and he criticized Israel's efforts in Judea and Samaria to find the boys. Seri called for the release of the kidnapped teens, but he expressed what he called deep concern over Israel's arrest of Hamas terrorists. However, Foreign Minister Avigdor Lieberman is working to declare Seri persona non grata. This is the most serious charge a country can level at a diplomat, and here's why. Lieberman wants to throw him out of Israel. And the reason for that is that, uh, according to Israel's Channel 2 television, the foreign ministry has found out that Seri is trying to transfer $20 million to Hamas. First, he apparently asked Mahmoud Abbas to give the money to Hamas from Qatar. Abbas allegedly turned him down. Then Seri apparently asked Israel to do the transfer, which Israel refused to do. And then, according to Channel 2, Seri offered the United Nations as a middleman in the deal, transferring the money from Qatar to Hamas. Lieberman said he would bring the issue up with Netanyahu this morning and would ask the Prime Minister to expel Seri from Israel during the Cabinet meeting. Last week, Seri called for restraint in operations by Israeli forces while carrying out the search for the kidnapped teens. This while apparently operating in the economic arena on behalf of the Hamas terrorist organization. Meanwhile, former Israeli ambassador to Canada, Dr. Alan Baker, has formally asked the U.N. Secretary General to revoke the Palestinian Authority's state observer status in light of its unity pact with Hamas. And a terrorist carrying a hand grenade from Gaza infiltrated the Eshkol Regional Council District last night. That was through the Gaza security fence. He was stopped at the entrance to a civilian community called Yated, in the region where he intended to carry out a terrorist attack. The local regional council met this morning to discuss the incident. It's extremely serious. The community is only a few miles away from Gaza. There has not been such an infiltration in quite some time. Israeli fighter pilots went on another counter-terrorist mission overnight in Gaza. Fighter jets attacked three terrorist targets in southern Gaza and one in the central part of the Strip. This came after another round of rocket attacks fired from the region at southern Israel on Saturday. Three rockets exploded in open fields in the southern end of the Shar Negev region. No damage injuries reported. A spokesperson said surgical strikes were made, direct hits confirmed. All personnel returned safely to base. A bit of quick housekeeping for all you travelers. There were delays on departures this morning at Ben-Gurion International Airport. A glitch in the airport's computer system made trouble in the baggage loading system for outbound planes. Part of the problem was a technical failure in the x-ray machines that check the suitcases. That's a security system problem that cannot be ignored. It means some of your friends and relatives may be arriving a bit late to their destinations. Check with your local airports before getting into your cars to pick them up at the other end. Good news in the forecast. The skies are partly cloudy, but it's breezy here. Temperatures are rising just a bit, but will drop in the evening. Going to be a cool one tonight. Monday, seasonably warm with partly cloudy to sunny skies during the day and cool nights until Wednesday. 
Our troops will be comfortable as they continue in the search. We hope and pray for their quick success and that we will see them bring our boys home soon. Have a great week, everyone. I'm Hannah Julian for Jam Sunday. Thank you, Hannah Levy Julian, for the news from Israel. It is uh, 8.12 in the morning here on uh, JM Sunday. We'll be joined in a few minutes by Rabbi Dov Lipman, member of Knesset, who will give us a further updates on what's going on in the ground. And uh, we have a number of questions for him, and hopefully we'll be able to connect uh, right away in just a few minutes. Here is Achenu um, by Avram Ohayon, right here on JM Sunday.
Our theme today on JM Sunday is Achenu, and that was Achenu by Avraham Ohayon from his single. It is 8.17 in the morning here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matis Weingast. It's the 22nd of June, the 24th of Sivan, in the year 5774. App Week this week, if you haven't downloaded the new app, please, please do so. Go to the Nachum Siegel Network uh, site, nachumsiegel.com. It'll tell you how to download it, or you can go to the App Store, or the Android, uh, Google Store. There's so many ways of listening, and uh, we'll talk a little bit later on about what's happening this week in terms of the um, or th- of the app launch. I wish the circumstances were different, of course, but it is an honor and pleasure to introduce Rabbi Dov Lipman, a member of the Israeli Knesset, to discuss the recent events in Israel. Rabbi Dov Lipman, welcome back to JM Sunday. Rabbi Lipman. Well, we seem to have we seem to have uh, connection troubles to start our interviews. Rabbi Lipman, are you there? Okay, we will try to connect with Rabbi Lipman in just a few seconds. We're going to go to another selection of Achenu uh, right here from the Achenu album on JM Sunday. Okay, we uh, we have made, we have established our connection. Uh, once again, I want to thank Rabbi Dov Lipman for uh, joining us here under these circumstances. I wish it were better, but it's an honor and pleasure to welcome Rabbi Dov Lipman, member of Knesset, to JM Sunday. Thank you for having me, and good morning to everybody. Good morning. Uh, thank you for taking your time uh, from uh, your. Thank you for taking the time from your very busy schedule to join us. Of course, this has been a very difficult week, and as we heard on the news even today, this weekend has seen additional uh, terrorist attacks and attempts. But let's first get an update on the search for the missing teens, uh, Eyal, Gilad, and Aftali. What can you share with us? Uh, in terms of the military side, it's actually uh, quite remarkable, possibly unprecedented in terms of what's happening. Essentially, uh, divisions in the army are being given... Uh, Kilometers, kilometer by kilometer, and they're being told to go, uh, you know, inch by inch, uh, rock by rock, creek by creek, house by house, uh, to check every single spot. And after they finish that kilometer, they report back to their commanders, and and it's being kept track in that kind of a way in the whole area of Western Hebron. And that's again a scene which we've never really uh, seen before, and a comprehensiveness. Uh, that we've never experienced, and this is all out of the the care and the love which we feel for the boys and the need to uh, find them, to save them, and hopefully without Hashem to uh, to bring them home. Absolutely. Uh, this morning, the Prime Minister said that the government will soon publish absolute proof that Hamas is behind the kidnapping. Is there any light that you're able to shed on that uh, at this time? The, all, we could say that uh, from the very beginning, uh, that evidence was very clear, and then all of the ministers uh, immediately uh, were able to point uh, the blame towards Hamas. I know that the 
uh, chairman of our party, uh, Planet Minister Yair Lapid, as well, came out right away uh, with that statement. And that's been a point of clarity from the beginning. Uh, and it's important for the world to realize that because uh, there will come a point as we hopefully get towards some kind of closure with the story where it has to have repercussions in terms of uh, the Hamas and Palestinian Authority being together. It has to have repercussions in terms of the way the world uh, addresses that unity, so to speak, and uh, Hamas in general. And there's no doubt that uh, it'll be a factor in uh, continued responses that we have to Hamas's involvement in, in kidnapping uh, teenage boys from Israel. Of course, the, uh, the, the focus now is on returning them safely, getting them back safely, and as you said, there will be repercussions. It must be very frustrating, though, when uh, you know there are certainly attempts at, at peace negotiations, and then the uh, Palestinian Authority comes together with this so-called unity government, and then right after this, you have this kidnapping. Uh, the reaction around the world, both to the establishment of the unity government, and even, I dare say, in reaction to the kidnapping, does not seem to be as... Uh, as great or as understanding as we would like it to be. How frustrating is that to you? It, it, it's, it's more, less uh, different than frustrating, I'd say it's very puzzling to me. And this is, you know, I grew up in the United States of America. I understand the values of the United States of America. And I'm very, very careful, especially in my role as a member of Knesset, uh, not to be overly critical. You know, America has to make decisions that are best for America and the like. But when it comes to this situation, which I think should be so black and white, you have an organization which is labeled by the United States as a terror organization. At that point, that should be the end of the conversation. And uh, it puzzles me uh, to see an American leadership which doesn't see it that way. You know, I'm able to separate completely uh, all of my interests in Israel and try to look at it and understand it, and it, it doesn't make any sense to us on any level. And uh, it, it's, it's troubling in the sense that I don't know where the, those values have gone. There should be very cut. There's evil and there's, and, and there's the wrong side, and that's where Hamas certainly is. Our hope is, our hope is that through this unfortunate episode, which has had unbelievable uh, effects with Israel, which we can talk about, uh, my hope is that the United States leadership uh, wakes up and realizes that they were wrong in terms of that assessment, and that as long as there is a unity between Hamas and the Palestinian Authority, uh, there's nothing to talk about in terms of negotiations. And I want to emphasize, uh, our, my party, Yishatid, uh, which is a very center party, which does believe in working towards a solution towards this conflict, which could include uh, some very painful sacrifices, the moment this government was formed, uh, all the ministers in our government, in our party, and all the members of Knesset, we came out right away and we said, at this point, there's absolutely nothing to talk about because we cannot even talk to uh, a group which is a terror organization which is devoted to our destruction. Right, absolutely. Uh, and it's also frustrating, like you said also, and, and puzzling, you have the United Nations that uh, that can't get a, 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 an announcement straight. First, the Ban Ki-moon uh, uh, talks about the kidnapping, and then they say, well, it may not have been a kidnapping, we don't have proof of it, you know, it's ridiculous. And then you have the U.S. Well, well, with the with the United Nations, I mean, to be honest with you, we never place any right. or hope. Uh, there, there's no direction. Uh, you're talking about uh, a human rights council that has nations that are violating human rights in, in ways that we can't even fathom. So that, that to us is, is not so much on the radar screen. The United States issue, though, very much is. Uh, and, and exactly. We heard on the news also that there's a uh, the U.S. Um, 
the excuse me the UN Middle East envoy also uh, backtracked, which is uh, which is crazy. When he he talks about the kidnapping and says that the boys should be be let go and come home soon, and at the same time he goes against the operation to find them. Just unbelievable. My guest is Rabbi Dov Lipman, member of Knesset in Israel. Um, I know that the time is short, but I want to uh, touch upon one or two other things. There is tremendous unity throughout the Jewish world with, with many organizations, synagogues, other groups banding together for prayer services, uh, actions this past Shabbos, lighting extra Shabbos candles, leaving three empty seats at the Shabbos table. What do you find in Israel, and what have you seen in terms of the unity from all aspects of Israeli society, including perhaps from some of the groups who, shall we say, um, are not as uh, uh, are vocal in certain things, such as in your neck of the woods where you live, uh, you know, and have in the past uh, vocalized their feelings about some other people in the community. And, uh, and, and what's going on here? Is there unity across the board? So just uh, to give you an example, this morning I visited a secular school uh, and uh, walked in when they were actually towards the end of it, actually stunned me. They were actually at the end of their morning davening. They were saying Shema, and they said the bracha of Atein Bracha, and then a boy got up and came to the front of the room and read the prayer for the, the three boys. And wow. when I saw that, I, I realized you know how far this has gone in terms of generating a, a spiritual response. You know, in Israel, people talk about secular Israelis, and I've learned uh, certainly over my last year and a half in the Knesset, but also over the course of my 10 years in Israel, that, that term is really not an appropriate term. There are very few people who are absolutely secular uh, in nature. The overwhelming majority are believers in God, and they have a spirituality about them in their lives, and they do pray, and they and they have a connection. And that's something which you see coming out in this situation as well, where you just see a unity, not just in care for the boys, which goes across the entire country, but even you start seeing uh, that spiritual side come out. In terms of the Haredi side, uh, I've always said, I've always said that we have political disagreements and ideological disagreements, but you know, unlike the rest of the Middle East, for example, when you have any kind of religious uh, 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 debate, uh, it's, it's something which becomes terribly violent, if not if not fatal on a certain level. And we're not that way. You know, the, the extremist community, uh, they might have issues with various things that are going on in the country, uh, but there is an underlying brotherhood, which I think, uh, unfortunately, it sometimes takes an episode like this to reveal, uh, but it's certainly certainly there and certainly in place, and uh, that's really been, you know, certainly in the political world, I, I've seen it, but you also see it in the, in the on the spiritual side from the from the Rabbanim, and I think that's something which we should learn to carry over into times where we don't have uh, a struggle like we do uh, in these days. Right, excellent. Uh, you know, there was a picture of you publicized uh, of, of many Knesset members, of course, during the uh, davening uh, last week. Uh, one of the times, I guess, Yuli Edelstein leads the Mincha over there. I know he's an Avel, and you're standing next to him, and and it's, you know, everybody, a, a general mix of people there. And, of course, we heard that the Israeli finance minister, Yair Lapid, says that he prayed for the first time in six years for the safe return of the uh, of the three boys after he visited one of the homes. I mean, you can't get more, uh, uh, you know, a turnaround than that, can you? Yeah, Yair Lapid, uh, and I've said this from the beginning, is a person who is uh, definitely misunderstood. Uh, by the wider public, uh, he's a person who would openly tell you that he believes in God, and he actually believes in God's involvement in the world. Uh, in this particular case, it wasn't just a question of prayer. I'm sure he, he prays often uh, in his own words. He actually went and 
found his grandfather's Sidur and said the actual uh, words of the davening that all of us say. And, uh, and that's exactly right. He feels that he's in a position of leadership and something of this magnitude took place. And, uh, you know, he looks in the eyes of his son who was around the same age and could imagine the same thing happening to that son. And, and uh, it makes it very personal. It makes it very real. And one of the myths which this has dispelled, in my perspective, is people always talk about how in the secular community, you know, they don't care so much about the religious community or they don't care about the settler community or the settlements. And I think that uh, that's been dispelled very quickly. And you can see that there's, there's political discussions, with her, which are for politics, but then there's the message of us being uh, one people. And that's something which I certainly learned in the Knesset, even with all the ideological uh, debates, uh, that you, you have that underlying connection uh, uh, that crosses all of the uh, parties and crosses all of those uh, pretty strong debates at times. Right, absolutely. And uh, again, also what we see coming out of Israel, the reaction of the families, the parents of the three missing teens has been uh, remarkable. I mean, we can't imagine what they're going through, and yet the, um, the, the how they're portraying it is so amazing and is giving everyone else strength to get through this. It, it must be, obviously, I mean, can't even imagine the you know what they're going through, like I said, but we see that. It's, it's unbelievable, almost. They, they've shown uh, superhuman uh, strength of character, and I, I'm going to add something here which people maybe in the United States don't recognize, their ability to not let it become political, uh, meaning uh, it can be very easy for people in the situation to say that this is the result of the following policies of Israel and the like, and they, despite all the hurt and all the pain, uh, have not done so. And they've, they've really taken the high road just in terms of focusing on uh, davening and getting the boys home. And, and there's no doubt that, uh, you know, in the situation, as you analyze it from all angles, uh, you know, even people who may not always see God's hand in their daily lives recognize that we really need uh, God's help in this situation. They've really done a remarkable job in mobilizing the entire people. People have seen their reaction. They're inspired by it, especially mothers uh, are being inspired by that. And we know that they're going through a difficult time. We know that it's uh, a tragedy of uh, proportions that, that no one is generally prepared for. But uh, they're really uh, making a Kiddush Hashem. They're sanctifying God's name uh, in their reaction. Uh, they've really held the people, I would say, on a certain level, on their backs uh, through all of this. And, uh, you know, hopefully that in and of itself should be the basis for uh, a marriage for their, their sons to come home safe. Absolutely. I know I know that your schedule is tight. Do we have another minute? <laughs> Are we okay yes. with another minute? Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask sure. you, there were a number of uh, events that happened over the weekend, including just this morning. There was an attack up in, a fatal attack up in the Golan. Uh, do you... Um, do you think that there's uh, that some other groups are trying to take advantage, perhaps, of the mass uh, search and uh, you know doing some things to see what what they can get uh, out of this? Uh, is that where this is coming from, or uh, or is it something different? Well, that that certainly happens. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, a terrorist was able to make it a few kilometers into Israel in the south. Um, with a uh, ammunition that he was planning on using for a terror attack. And then we had a situation this morning in Golan Heights where, unfortunately, a 15-year-old boy was killed and his father was sitting next to him in the car, uh, was severely injured. And uh, the Army knows whenever they're dealing with uh, an episode in one area to stay on full alert in the other areas. We don't have clarity yet in terms of what exactly happened uh, in the north. The Army has already responded uh, with some kind of tank fire, but we don't have clarity yet in terms of exactly what that is. And, and the one thing we know, and, and this is something which we try to uh, make sure that everybody understands, is that uh, 
we've been through very, very difficult times as a people. Uh, we've come out uh, from almost all those instances stronger, and uh, there is an underlying faith uh, that God will, will take care of us, and that as long as we uh, do the right actions here, which includes certainly the unity and breaking down those barriers and, and creating that achdos, that, that things will work out. The army uh, is working very hard on, on Shabbat. I was here with a young man who's a captain in the southern border, and he was talking about how they're on high alert there. And, and this is something which they, 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 we've dealt with these situations before. The situation with three teenagers missing is something which we haven't dealt with in terms of just civilian boys pick off uh, the street. That's a new one for us, uh, and we're dealing with that. But like I said, uh, there's preparation, and there's God, and you put together the, the will of a people to live and to survive and to thrive and to get stronger together with the spiritual side. Bezrat Hashem, uh, everything will be okay. Absolutely. Rabbi Dov Lippin, member of Knesset in Israel, uh, has been my guest. Uh, by the way, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, of course, today and haven't yet, but we hope to have you on again to talk about your new book. It was released a little while ago, To Unify a Nation, My Vision for the Future of Israel. <laughs> certain, I, I have to admit I have not yet read it. I look forward to reading it soon, but I'm sure that uh, it is, is quite fascinating. I know it's become very popular, so we hope to have you on again to discuss the book. And uh, last thing, today there's going to be a... Uh, a rally in front of the uh, Israeli consulate led by New York NCSY, and I'll be having the regional director on in a few minutes to talk about that. And it's, of course, in support of the teens who were kidnapped and to empower teens. Uh, in, in this day of instant uh, communication, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you give us a, uh, a couple of words of wisdom that I can I can give to Rabbi Cole, who's the regional director, for him to give over to that crowd that is going to be there today? I think that uh, to two two levels. One is uh, a spiritual level, and one is more on the physical level. On the spiritual level, uh, to believe in the power that their philos can have and that their actions can have, and to recognize. And this is a very dire situation. It's important for kids to understand. This is not like the kind of thing where the army is going door to door, and all of a sudden they're going to open up the door and see the three boys uh, sitting there. It's very complicated and very complex, and it's important for teenagers to understand that. Even go a step further, which is a little bit difficult, but put themselves in the position of these three boys and really pour their hearts out to God the way they were if, God, God forbid, it was they themselves in that situation. And step number two is certainly, uh, you know, on the social network to be there and, and fighting the battle for Israel and trying to get the truth out about the story and, and winning over uh, hearts and minds uh, certainly could help us, certainly writing letters to congressmen and to the White House and, and pressuring uh, in terms of a proper response from the United States. They, that's the, the physical side. I think the combination of the two, every single young person in America can play a role here, and no one should feel like they're sitting home you know, helpless just listening to the news. There are two levels that they can actually function and make a difference. Every young person can play a role. That is, that is absolutely correct, and you're 100% correct. Thank you so much, Rabbi Dov Lipman, member of Knesset, for joining me this morning here on JM Sunday. We look forward to having you back here. We, were, we look forward very, very quickly to hear good news about the three boys. Thank you again very much. Thank you so much, Mr. Rabbi Dov Lippman, member of Knesset, right here on JM Sunday. My thanks to him for taking some time out of his very busy schedule today with so many things going on in Israel. Uh, he talked about the uh, the unity that is uh, apparent in Israel, the strength of, of character of the of the families, 
uh, of the bringing together of people, of uh, people doing things they've never done before, such as uh, praying in, in, in the way that everybody prays, if you will, uh, and uh, having that unity and his words at the end about the youth of uh, today and the teenage population to know that uh, they can do something. They can, uh, on two levels, he said, a spiritual level, they can pour their hearts out to God and uh, and pray and put themselves in the position of three, these three boys and think about the, how possibly they could they could feel and pour their hearts out to God and on a uh, on a practical level of uh, not practical on, on a different level uh, of uh, getting on the social media and uh, writing letters to Congress and the White House to get a proper response uh, and. Uh, uh, the uh, teenagers shouldn't think that uh, they can sit at home. They, they can sit at home and can't do anything. They can. They can uh, try to win over the hearts and minds of the people towards the um, towards the situation and the right way to proceed. So my thanks again to Rabbi Dov Lipman uh, for joining us exclusively here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to go back to the music, and in just a, a couple of minutes, we'll be joined by Rabbi Yoshua Cole, who is the um, uh, regional director of New York NCSY to talk about the um, the the rally today. Here is another version of Achenu from Zeshir right here on JM Sunday. <laughs> Shout out. 
8.42 in the morning here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you on a very busy morning this morning. And uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the air, so to speak, to welcome to our show Rabbi Yehoshua Cole, who is Regional Director of New York NCSY. Today there is a rally at the Israeli Consulate at 11 a.m. And uh, Rabbi Cole, good morning and welcome to JM Sunday. Morning. Thank you for so, so much for having me on. You're welcome. Uh, tell us about this rally. It's called Stand Up for Teens, and uh, it's a standing up for teens around the world. What is this rally about? Right. Yeah, you know, this was really a the inspiration and um, of our teens, um, as unfortunately, you know, the events were unfolding for la- over the last the first several days. Even our teens were looking for a way to express the emotions that they were feeling and the solidarity they felt towards the teens in Israel. And as we began the conversation about what was going on, um, we really started looking at um, what was happening in Israel as personal and as much a part of our family as that is in, the con- in a broader context, that, that if you look around the world, teens are increasingly becoming a target of abuse, of kidnapping, of mistreatment, um, as part of adult political um, campaign, so to speak, in Nigeria, um, in other parts of the world. And and we thought that it would be appropriate, the team felt, and we felt that also that it would be appropriate to, to kind of convey that, that sentiment, that teams needed to stand up on behalf of teams worldwide. These Ayal, Gilad, and Naftali certainly, uh, you know, at the top of the list, but, but for teams around the world. Um, that teens can't be can't be treated like this. Absolutely. Now it's taking place at the Israeli consulate, which is at 800 Second Avenue. It takes place today from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You are joined by many different organizations, certainly across the spectrum, which is uh, amazing. And um, now, is this being done in in cons- uh, with the Israeli consulate at all, or because this is certainly not uh, uh, a rally against anything? This is in tremendous support. Uh, are you well, working that, with that, the consulate? We're not working with the consulate, but we certainly apparently have the endorsement, the, the, the approval of the consulate. Um, we'll be across the street from the consulate. The, the podium will be at um, 42nd and 2nd, facing up 2nd Avenue towards 43rd. Um, and it was really when we started reaching out to um, other youth organizations, Jewish youth organizations in, in, the, in the Northeast, the, the support that we received and the encouragement and, and the partnership that we received truly, as you said, across the spectrum, um, from BBYO, from Young Judea, from NISTI, um, Bnei Akiva, um, and the and Yeshiva University, Toro College, Lander College, um, was was really unbelievable. The, the 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 message of standing up for teens, that young adults and adults and teens are standing up for teens, was something that really people felt very very moved by. And I just want to add that in addition to um, a number of speakers and politicians that are coming to speak specifically. In, in, in support of it on behalf of Eyal Gilad and Naftali, um, we'll actually ha- we actually have um, a former ambassador and, a, um, um, and advisor to the president of Nigeria um, wow. who will be speaking as well um, about what's going on in Nigeria and on behalf of the girls, the 200 and so on, some odd girls um, who, are, who are still in captivity there. Right. I guess, uh, you know, a lot can be, we could, we could talk a lot about the differences between how the world reacts 
when it's the group in Nigeria and how the world reacts when it's the three teens in Israel. But bringing the, the two together certainly opens up people's eyes in terms of um, how to look at these events and to react properly above the political lines and to say that these are um, things that should never happen under any circumstance, no excuse whatsoever. That's right. That's right. There's, there's a, there's a, the, the Talmud says that um, that if someone amongst your peer group is 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 afflicted with something terrible, that the entire peer group needs to needs to stand up and be affected. And and, and we really see it like that. That there are teens in their innocence, their time of innocence, their time of growth, that are being that are being mistreated. So the teens need to stand up on their behalf, and adults need to encourage that and be a part of of that campaign to stand up on their behalf. Absolutely. Uh, I had on the air with me a, a short time ago Rabbi Dov Lipman, who's a member of Knesset in Israel, and I specifically mentioned at the end of the uh, discussion with him that uh, you're having this program, and I, I put him on the spot. I asked him for some words that he could convey to us, that I could convey to you, that you can then convey to the, the crowd that's there. And he specifically said that there are, are two levels uh, and um, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said there's the spiritual level, and uh, he said certainly everyone should be pouring out their hearts uh, in tefillah and action, as such as you know, the lighting of the candles that was done, extra candles before Shabbos, and uh, chairs, empty chairs that are at some people's tables. Uh, and he also said that, that, that the teens should put themselves, try to put themselves in the position of the teens that... Uh, were kidnapped and and of course for your program any uh, like the, the the girls in Nigeria to put themselves in that framework to try to and pour out their hearts to God and that was one aspect and then he said the other aspect especially for teens nowadays is that they shouldn't feel that they um, have no voice they they're on social network they can win over the hearts and minds of people who are not uh, necessarily uh, looking in the right direction right now. They can write letters to Congress and the White House, and uh, they can do all those things, even if they're sitting at home and not able to, you know, to go to, uh, to, to certain events or, or do certain things. They shouldn't feel that they don't have a voice, and they do. So I think those are two important uh, messages, and Rabbi Lippman said them uh, for you to convey to the crowd today. Thank you so much. Actually, Rabbi Lippman is an old friend of mine. We studied in Yeshiva together many years ago. Um, Beautiful. And I think that those two messages, I, I appreciate that those two messages are exactly the messages that we've been trying to convey to our teams and we tend to convey today. Excellent. That, um, that we have to get together, we have to pray together, and we have to we have to work on that spiritual level together. And at the same time, we have to work on the ground, so to speak. And there are things that, that, that the Israelis can and are doing, and and it's, it's impossible to understate the... Um, the, uh, the heroic efforts of the IDF and the Israeli security forces and, and, what, and what they're doing. And we need to, in, in the ways that we can, do what they're doing. Um, and that means if it's, if, it's, if it's using social media, we're encouraging our teams to, um, the teams of the rally, we've been using the hashtag stand up for teams with the number four, stand up number four teams, um, or teams for teams has been used as well. And um, we're really encouraging them to utilize that, those tools and that voice that they do have um, to make the impact that they can, and we hope that through the course of the day um, to to continue to encourage them to to use social media in that fashion and with pictures and videos and and their comments and their statements on behalf of 
on behalf of, um, of everything that's going on right now. Absolutely. The event takes place today, the rally at, uh, in front of the, or across the street from the Israeli consulate, 800 Second Avenue. It begins in just over two hours from now and uh, will go from about 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock. Uh, Rabbi Yoshua Cole, Regional Director of New York NCSY, is, uh, has been my guest. I know that New York NCSY does a lot of great work, and we could spend an entire interview just on uh, discussing the work of NCSY in New York, which hopefully, we, hopefully we will do that. Thank you very much. I look forward also. But today I want to wish you atzlacha on this event, and uh, I hope that you will have a great success. Rabbi Yoshua Cole, again, thank you for joining me here on JM Sunday. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. Rabbi Yeshua Cole from uh, New York NCSY Regional Director. We appreciate his joining us here. We're going to go to a little bit of music uh, before we end off today's show. Uh, very busy here this morning, and uh, hopefully as the days go on, uh, there will be good news for the boys in Israel, and we can certainly announce that uh, very, very, uh, you know, very rapidly, and that the... Uh, the unity that has uh, seemed apparent, or seems apparent in light of the kidnapping, will will remain, uh, and uh, you know will go forward and continue. Here is uh, from a Kumsitz in the rain, a cappella version of a Chaynu, right here on JM Sunday. Na, 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 na.
was Kumzitz uh, in the Rain, Achenu, an a cappella version of that right here on JM Sunday. Matt Swine guest with you. Another couple of minutes, we'll be ending the show. I want to remind you that uh, the uh, Martin Weiselberg Memorial Hockey Tournament takes place today. Go to mwtournament.com, mwtournament.com. Even if you can't be there physically, you can support that great uh, program and uh, uh, you can find that information. I think it even is you streaming today when it starts. So go to mwtournament.com, and uh, we thank Elliot Weiselberg for putting that together. It's in memory of his father, and that's taking place today. My thanks uh, again to Rabbi Goldwasser for his special words of uh, chizuk here on JM Sunday this morning, to Levy Julian with the expanded news from Israel in English live, and to uh, the me- member of Knesset, Rabbi Dov Lipman, for joining us for... Uh, his words giving us an up-to-date account of what's going on in Israel, and to Rabbi Yoshua Cole, New York NCSY Regional Director, who uh, will be having a rally today uh, across the street from the Israeli Consulate for Teens. Uh, I guess anybody can go, but of course it's uh, focusing on teens, uh, for teens and and about teens to empower teens. So uh, thank him for joining us and encourage people to go there if they can. It's going to be an exciting week uh, here on the Nakam Siegel Network. In terms of the network itself, it is uh, App Week, and uh, it is the official launch of the uh, Nakam Siegel Network app. It is uh, something that has been worked on for so long by so many people, including, of course, Mark Zamek and Miriam Alwalik and all the people over at Rusty Brick. So <clears throat> please make sure that you have downloaded the app Please make sure that your friends have downloaded it. You can go to NachumSiegel.com to find that information on how to do that if you haven't already done so. And uh, make sure to listen all day long to the app. There will be great prizes and valuable information. Uh, it, is, uh, it is something that was postponed from last week, but it's going on now. And uh, it is important because this way you can get all the information and all the news and everything by listening to the shows. Nachum Siegel will be on tomorrow morning, JM in the AM. Bright and early at 6 a.m., 
followed by, on the stream exclusively, The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, like Mayor's Facebook page when you get a chance. My thanks again to all the guests. My thanks to everybody who wrote in today to ask some questions and uh, for listening. We will be back here, God willing, uh, next Sunday morning at 7 a.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network with JM Sunday, hopefully hearing good news about the uh, three boys who are uh, still sitting in captivity, Eyal, Gilad, and Naftali. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great week. Till next Sunday, I'm at the Swine Guest right here on JM Sunday.